Hey, welcome to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything. we got some important stuff to talk about today, and I'm kind of excited about this one. Uh, everything from something that I didn't do that has cost me that I want you to make sure that you do in your life, and then some words of wisdom from somebody who is very impressive to me, a former intern of mine. Plus, we'll have some fun. It's not going to be all serious. There's some fun stuff on here, too, right? Let's get started this week on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Okay, this means nothing to you, but I used to put the music in after I did the podcast, but through the miracle of modern technology, I'm able to put it in as I do it. So I'm actually hearing the music this as I record the podcast. So I know that means nothing to you. But it's super cool to me because I've got this new toy that I got a couple of months ago or a month ago, and I'm super excited about it. Anyway, you don't care about that, so I'm going to fade the music down, and we're going to get started on the podcast. How are you? It is 2022. 2022. I remember when I was a kid, I looked ahead to the year 2000, and I thought that was an inconceivable distant time, and now... For a lot of people, the year 2000 is an inconceivably distant time in the past. If you're 24 years old, you don't remember the year 2000. Here we are in the year 2022. Um, uh, I am in my basement studio. Susan's at her work and Carson's in a cabin somewhere in Wisconsin. Uh, and I want to bring the podcast back because I hadn't done it regularly in a long time. So thanks for checking out the podcast. I do appreciate it. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of different things here. First of all, I want to talk about how I there's one thing in my life that keeps me from getting things done. And I'll bet you have the same freaking problem. You know what it is. Do you, you think you want to guess what it is? What's the one thing that you own that I own that everybody owns that keeps us from getting something meaningful done? It's our phone. I look at my phone all the time. I sat down to record the podcast a little while ago and I thought, mm, I better check my phone just to see if anybody texted something earth shattering. Nobody did. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've gotten a text in a couple of hours. But do you do that too, where you sit on the couch and you look at your phone and you know you should get up and do something else, but you sit and look through, you know, and then you go to do the thing where you rotate through your apps. Do you rotate through your apps where you go from Twitter and then you go to Instagram, then you check your email, then you check your text messaging, then you kind of do that circle again until you realize there's nothing new. So you tap the news app maybe read the news for a minute, and then you tap on the freaking weather like you really need to know the weather right now. Then you go back to Instagram and then to Twitter. Oh, I better check your email and, oh, wait, there's a text message. Why better spend some time? Then you play a game. Do you do that? Then you watch a video? I, 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 the other day, I was on the couch and I was trying to take a nap. And my son Carson has been calling a lot from Boston. He's home now, but he would call a lot from Boston because he was applying for an internship in lots of different internships. So he would call me and say, dad, they asked me this, what should I tell them? And I've always told them, I said, I am here anytime you need me, anytime at all, call me. I'm always here for you. And I can tell he really kind of appreciates that. But he kept calling at the wrong time and he called in the middle of a nap and and I got frustrated, so I clicked ignore on the phone call because I knew what he was calling for, and I'm human, and I took that fucking Apple Watch off, and I tossed it 
not threw it. I don't want to break it. I tossed it across the room. It landed on the carpet, so it was fine. But I was just so annoyed that it's like, we are reachable all the time, everywhere, no matter what we're trying to do. If you're trying to take a nap, somebody can call you. If you're in your car, somebody can call you. If you're at a funeral, somebody can text you and call you. In the middle of your own wedding, somebody could call you if you don't have your phone on or if you don't have your phone off or you have your Apple Watch. Can you imagine? I was on Channel 5 a month or so ago, a couple of months or so ago, and I forgot to have my phone on mute. And so Carson called me, he FaceTimed me, and you could hear my phone and my ringtone to be funny is call me maybe. And you could hear it off camera and they made fun of me for it, deservedly so. So do you get the same problem where you can't get things done because of your phone? We are never disconnected. I I love my Apple Watch, don't get me wrong. I love it. But the last new watch that I got was a Harley-Davidson watch, a nice new watch. I got it for my birthday years ago, like a $200 Harley watch, and I loved it. And I said, it's the last watch I'll ever buy until I got my Apple Watch. And then I said, I will never wear another watch besides an Apple Watch for the rest of my life. And I'm really having second thoughts on that because you really, in my phone right in my hand right now is my phone because we can't get anywhere without our phone. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Um, I want to talk about a sweatshirt that I saw. Carson and I go snowboarding every Christmas Eve at Highland. And we got there around 1 o'clock, and they closed at 3. So we only had a couple of hours, but it's kind of more of a gesture to keep the tradition alive than it is to do some serious snowboarding. But we enjoy it, and as he gets older, I think he enjoys it more and keeping that tradition alive. So if you follow me on Twitter, Dave Ryan, KDWB, I tweeted something that I thought was really unusual and I thought was really inappropriate. There was a woman about 20-ish. I didn't see her face, but just from the you know, the shape of her and the way she moved and you know the agility and that youthfulness that she moved with, I figure she's about 20. I think I saw her from the side. She's looking about 20 or so. She's wearing a shirt while she's skiing, and uh, I'm going to read it to you. It's on my Twitter if you want to go look. You have to dig a little bit because I, I posted this on uh, December 24th, Christmas Eve. On the back of her sweatshirt, it says, fuck Vediments, fuck Colette, fuck Balmain, fuck off X-White, fuck Futon, fuck Dior, fuck Vogue Paris, fuck Yeezy, and then it says, fuck, and it's basically fuck fashion. And I'm not a prude, you know me, but it really annoyed me that somebody thought, I'm going to take this vulgar word, and I'm going to go present it in public where other people can see it. And in the picture, there are kids. There's probably like a five-year-old or an eight-year-old, a couple of kids in front of them. And I said on this tweet, on this um, post, I said, is it offensive to see someone wearing this around kids or am I just being an old bitch? And uh, I got an overwhelming response because I'm asking a question, I'm not just posting something. I got about 100 responses. Most people said, yes, it is offensive. Here's some examples. Offensive and just shows the dumb acidness of the wearer. Tony says, yes, it is, just not appropriate for a family place. Somebody needs uh, attention, is my guess. Abdul, who is a former intern on our show. Shout out, Abdul. Abdul says, nah, definitely out of bounds. Guessing just couldn't wait to wear a Christmas gift. David says, way offensive. Cindy uh, made an angry face. Ashley says, yeah, that's not cool around kids. But let me get down to the super woke person who, who um, I want to read this because I want to give you 
what a super woke person interpreted this as. And it might take a second for me to scroll down because, like I said, um, uh, it, uh, okay, hold on. Um, uh, I, I don't want to just, I, I always like to show two sides. Kind of like when we talk about something on the air. I don't like to just look for opinions that agree with mine or opinions that just agree with Fallon's. I like to find a mixture of opinions because I think that's kind of how we learn from each other. Uh, okay, and they're still talking here. Hold on, let me scroll down again. Um, Carrie says, Dave, you are an old bitch. Uh, somebody else says, you're just being an old bitch. And uh, another one, Benjamin Strand says, all I can say is fuck them and their shitty choice of fucking clothing and the presence of children. Hashtag clown world. Uh, but there was one... Uh, I think she is a teacher, and I really want to find it because I think it was worthwhile. Ah, here she is. Okay. Uh, her name is Ms. M. Okay, found it. Here we go. Her response is, uh, I said again, is it offensive to see someone wearing this around kids or am I just being an old bitch? She says, not probably. Chances are many of them have used it with their teachers or school staff, but keep going. She says, I mean, eighth graders are getting high on edibles at school, um, uh, participating in sexting rings and saying these words to their teachers, but y'all can go ahead and stay mad. So basically, she is giving this person a pass on wearing this because, you know, she figures there's all other kinds of bad behavior. So you go ahead and stay mad at this. I'm going to tell you why I don't like her response and I don't like that attitude of anything goes. The attitude should not be anything goes because if you say, well, these kids have heard this before and they do sexting and they say these words to their teachers, then by that train of thought, I should be able to walk into her wedding and say, hey, everybody here can fuck themselves. Well, by your logic, everybody's used that. Everybody's heard that word before. There's no such thing as manners. There's no such thing as appropriate and inappropriate. Should I be able to stand up in the middle of a movie and tell everybody how the movie ends? Well, by her train of thought, her logic says, well, yeah, you can do whatever you want. And I think that's one of the problems that I don't like when, when people say there really is no right and there really is no wrong. Of course, there's a right and wrong. I don't walk up to your three-year-old and say, hey, fuck you. I don't say that. You just don't do that. And I think that's one of the things that some people forget in trying to be super woke is there are still social norms. Remember socialism class? What do they call them? Norms or mores or something like that, where it's like, hey, in our society, we have norms. In Japan, I got to go there a couple of three years ago. Uh, they all talk very quietly on the subway. They all talk very quietly in public. People don't yell at each other. As a matter of fact, Carson had his headphones up, his little earbuds up too loudly on the train, and the conductor came by, and even though they were just headphones, the conductor scolded him and made him turn him down, made him, made him turn them down. They're just, that is their norm. And I get it. There's some people who say, well, we want to break the norms. And it's like, well, wait, is, isn't being polite to each other a good norm? I tend to think it is. All right, moving on. Uh, there was one thing that when I talked about what I want to do on the podcast this year, I said, you know, I want to continue the theme of what have I learned in my life that I can teach you so you don't make the same mistakes. And that's basically what the book Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything is all about. It's always been, hey, what have I learned from my own mistakes and from the mistakes of watching people around me 
that I can pass along that you won't make the same mistakes. Here's my story. And I think you'll get something out of this because I know I definitely did. And it's kind of my own story. When I was in high school, I decided I wanted to be on the radio. That was my goal. That was the only thing that I wanted to do. I didn't really care about a whole lot else. I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't have a nice car. I didn't have a great job. But I knew that I wanted to be on the radio. And I took a radio class at the local community college. And for the first time in my life, I got straight A's. For the first time in my life, who was this kid? I never got straight A's. But I knew I wanted to be on the radio. So I did great. I was the teacher's pet. I did everything just the way I should. And I had so much fun with it. And I got my job on the radio. Okay, I did that for a couple of years. And I did the all-night show and other shows. And then I heard a morning show from a guy. I'll shout him out. His name is Scott Thrower. You've never heard of him, but he was a huge influence to me. He was 23 years old. I was 20 or 21. He came to Colorado Springs to do a morning show from Phoenix, and he knocked it out of the park. He killed it. He did a kind of morning show that nobody had ever heard in Colorado Springs before, and I said, that's what I want to do. I want to do a morning show. So I put it in my mind. I'm going to do a morning show. And so I applied actually turned down a good morning show in Cheyenne, Wyoming, which let me tell you, for your first ever morning show, Cheyenne, Wyoming's not that bad, but I didn't want to go to Cheyenne, Wyoming. I held out. I got an offer in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I didn't want to go there. I got a job offer in Las Vegas, so I went to do mornings at a radio station just like KDWB in Las Vegas when I was 21 years old because I had said, this is what I want to do. This is my plan. I want to go do mornings. And at that point, at 21, 22, and I was 23 years old when I, was, when I finally left that station, I have not had a plan since then. I never said, I want to be in a top 10 market in five years. I want to be syndicated within 10 years. I want to own my own network in 15 years or whatever I would have planned. I never made a plan. Now, as I tell you this story, you're probably going, oh God, here he goes talking about himself again. Through these stories about myself, I hope you can learn something. And my my lesson today for you is to make a plan. What is that plan going to be? And you don't have to make it right now. But think about in your mind at least what you want to do. I never wrote down that I wanted to do mornings. I never wrote down that I wanted to get into radio. I just knew that was my plan. I had no other things that I wanted to do. So here I was at 22, 23 years old, doing my thing, and I let the business carry me where it wanted to. It carried me to Columbus, Ohio, where my plan was, to do the best morning show that I possibly could. And we did, and we were number one. After that, I didn't plan, but the company moved me to Phoenix, where we got killed in the ratings. It was a horrible bloodbath. And then, so I didn't have a plan, so I moved across the street to another radio station, and my only plan was to do as good of a job as I could. And I got fired a year and a half later. With no plan... I kind of treaded water and looked for a job. And, and after a month or two, I found this job back in 1993. 
And at that point, my only plan has always been to do the best show that I can every day to do the best show that I can. I never made a long-term plan. Listen, I'm not whining and I'm not complaining. I'm only telling you two sides of the coin here. The side where you make a plan and the side where you kind of let the current carry you along. And I definitely let the current carry me along. It's carried to me some good places, but I'm going to tell you, I've done the same thing for 28 years, and I often wonder, what else could I have done? Don't get me wrong. I love doing what I do. I love the fact that I get to go in and do what I do every day and to get paid for it. I love it. It's great. And that I've also made some people very successful along the way. There's a lot of alumni of my show that have gone on to do bigger and better things. And I will tell you this, it has been a real, I don't know, honor, um, very gratifying to see other people benefit from being on my show. I think we all want to look around us and go, wow, I've really helped out a lot of people. Now let's go back to you. I want to talk about you again. And what is your five-year plan? And what should you do to make that plan? And what is your plan for next week? And maybe what is your plan in 10 years? And where do you want to retire? And maybe you're only 22 years old and you're going, Dave, I got no fucking idea where I want to retire. That's fine. But I want you to think about what a difference it can make in your life when you have a plan. So maybe find a website that helps you make your five-year plan. Maybe maybe find a book on Amazon. I'll bet you if you search on Amazon, there's probably a book called My Five-Year Plan. I don't know. Maybe it's as simple as taking out your phone and writing it down in your notes app. Uh, but again, learn from me and don't look back and go, what would have been different had I make a plan? Had I made a plan? All right, I'm going to move on to a friend of mine who did make a plan. And this is somebody who she is just so great. I just love her so much. She was an intern of mine back in Columbus when I was in my 20s. And there was an intern that she worked for the rest of the radio station. She would like, you know, go fold up T-shirts at appearances and blow up balloons and hand out coupons or hand out whatever when we would do a remote from a car dealership or when we'd be a parade. She would hand out candy, would do a parade. She'd be hand out candy, whatever. And her name was Hinda. And I remember one time our morning show was, I'd never met her before, but I'd heard of her. And our morning show was doing a remote at a boat store, a boat store. And so here comes Hinda. She was in the neighborhood. She came by and she instantly was just so magnetic and fun and funny and treated me like a friend. And some people are just so amazing how they do that. Tina at our station and Jenny at our station, they're just like that. They treat everybody like they're a friend. And it's such a gift. Anyway, Hinda went on to get married and have a couple of great kids and get divorced. And now I think she's married again. And she's, you know, six or eight years younger than me. But now she's got this great business. It's a marketing, PR, advertising business. She started it herself about 10 years ago. And now she has like 15 or 20 all women employees. And I call her a sexist. I give her a hard time. It's like, are you ever going to hire any men? And she's like, yeah, I never really meant it to be all women. They just all are. And I'm like, great. If whoever's best for the job. But she posted something on her Instagram, her, her uh, Twitter uh, earlier today. And it's kind of a New Year's Eve-ish kind of a tweet. And I hate looking through Twitter uh while I'm doing this podcast because it sounds so amateurish, but I'm going to find it and I'm going to read it right now. Here it goes. 
from a former intern's Twitter, now a very successful businesswoman. May I have the wisdom to identify the right decisions, the courage to make them, the tenacity to honor them, and the strength to follow them where they take me. I'm going to read that again, and then I'm going to tell you where you can find it. Uh, Here it is one more time. So it goes very well with the new year. Instead of saying, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, great. Or I'm going to eat better, or I'm going to exercise every day, or I'm going to call my mom three times a week, or I'm going to say I love you to my partner every day. Those are great. I like this one because it's so big. May I have the wisdom to identify the right decisions? So in other words, should I do this? Should I stay married? Should I leave my job? Should I buy this house? The courage to make those decisions, because sometimes you see what the right decision is, but it takes some courage so you don't make that decision. For example, I know somebody who was offered a great morning show hosting job, and that's what they wanted to do. They knew it was the right decision, but they did not have the courage to make that decision on their own. They did not want to leave the comfort and security of the morning show they were on, so they stayed there. They didn't have the courage to make that decision. So the next one, the tenacity to honor them and the strength to follow them where they take me. Hey, I really like that, and I hope you did too. Uh, And that's going to wrap it up for the podcast this week. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. The book is still out there. I think it's available at Amazon still. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Send emails to ryanshow at kdwb.com. And thanks for listening to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Make sure you recommend it to some friends. I'd appreciate that. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Mm